Hi, this is Derek Frost at Kaji, and we're working to leverage private 5G to close the digital divide now, to connect people, places, and things. And we definitely believe that 5G will change the world. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. Before we get into our 5G discussion, we like to take a moment to get to know our guest a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Derek, are you ready for those? Yes, yeah, Sean, let's do it. All right. Question one, what is the quality you most like in another person? The quality I most like and admire in other people is just perseverance. You know, there's so many things that we deal with, challenges, ups and downs, trying to accomplish our business objectives, our personal objectives. And uh, I just really gravitate to people and their stories about perseverance in terms of the things that they've done uh, and what they've gone through to be able to accomplish their goals and objectives in life. And question number two, Derek, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Well, by far, Sean, uh, my greatest achievement as a father of four is raising uh, four bright and beautiful uh, kids and seeing them transform into uh, just great young adults. Uh, I've got uh, three daughters, uh, one that uh, is working at IBM in New York, uh, another one that's getting her computer science degree and just got a job offer from Microsoft, and a son that's at Georgia Tech getting his... Uh, mechanical engineering degree, and a daughter that is uh, getting ready to graduate from high school and is a star basketball player. And so just to see those kids grow up and, uh, you know, become the people that they are by far, you know, that's my greatest achievement. And question number three, Derek, what is your motto? Yeah, so my motto is GSD. Uh, and everybody asks me what that is. And, uh, you know, I tell people, you know, we had an all hands meeting uh, with our company and they asked, what does the operations team do? And I went to the board and I just wrote GSD on the board and it's uh, get shit done or get stuff done. If this is a family friendly show here, sorry. Uh, but it really encapsulates kind of the culture of our company and what we're focused on and really trying to transform and, and make things happen uh, to be able to drive private 5G solutions for uh, all of our customers. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So my role at the company, I act as the senior VP and GM of private wireless for Khajiit. I've been at the company for approximately four years. Uh, in that role, I also have responsibility for uh, all of our operations. So all of our cloud, our data center, our NOC, our network pops and infrastructure that's required to deliver our service to our customers. Uh, Khajiit has been around for about 18 years, and we actually started the company as a MVNO uh, focused on kids. Uh, people always ask, like, where did the name Khajiit come from? Uh, the two founders, Ben and Daniel, uh, they, since the service was focused on kids, they decided to take the first letter of each one of their kids' names, uh, and it spelled Khajiit. And so that's how we ended up with our very unique uh, name there. 
Uh, but the company was focused on delivering child mobile services. And we did a lot of work in terms of building parental controls and, and patents around policy management to be able to provide a safe mobile service for kids. Uh, ultimately, uh, the, the company pivoted and ended up becoming more of an NVNE where we were providing uh, the MVNO infrastructure to other companies that were launching their wireless businesses. And so we ended up supporting about the launch of about 30 or so uh, MVNO companies across the country. And then uh, that really kind of reached its climax with the uh, support that we provided to Comcast for their Xfinity Mobile. So they were one of our customers that leveraged and used our MVNO platform to be able to support launching the Xfinity Mobile service. Uh, and Charter has also been a big customer of ours here over the last four years where they've used our platform to support the launch of the Spectrum Mobile service. So MVNO has kind of been kind of the foundation of the company and where we really started. Uh, but the company really evolved over the years to be a leading wireless uh, managed service provider. So we've got about 3,000 customers nationally here. Uh, of those 3,000 customers, about 2,500 are school districts across the country. Uh, and we really focus on providing connectivity to underserved students who can't afford broadband connectivity or home, at home or don't have uh, access at home. And uh, our business really grew significantly over the period of COVID. So pre-COVID, you know, we were probably roughly around 100,000 lines of service that we were providing. And post-COVID, uh, we reached around 500,000 lines of service. And that was really due to the explosive growth of distance learning of our school district customers and the need to be able to provide reliable, affordable connectivity to their students. And then our business is also diversified into the enterprise space. So we have you know, seven main verticals that we support, uh, everything from transportation to uh, healthcare, to monitoring services, uh, we have big customers that you know, provide connectivity to emergency responders that we support. Uh, we have big MSO customers that provide our LTE failover connectivity to the, you know, their business customers. Uh, and we power that both from a connectivity perspective. We're partnered with AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, uh, all the large uh, national MNOs. Uh, and then we also provide all of the uh, cloud-based software for our customers to be able to manage uh, and support their customers and their network connectivity that they're providing them. And that you know, public wireless connectivity that's been the foundation of the Khajiit business really served as the launching point for our private 5G solution. You know, as we saw with COVID, there was just the significant demand for school districts to be able to provide connectivity. There's a lot of funding that was coming into the marketplace to be able to allow school districts to be able to build their own networks and uh, provide their own connectivity uh, to students. And given those relationships that we already had with you know, those customers and just given the need and the funding, you know, we were really able to you know, leverage that to be able to you know, launch a private 5G business here about a year and a half ago. Uh, and since then, we've done about 40 or so private wireless deployments, most of them in the education space. Uh, and we've really been gathering a lot of momentum there in terms of you know, our overall platform that we've been building. So you know, we did an announcement with the Open Networking Foundation where we're leveraging and using them 
for their open source core and edge platform. Uh, we really think this will be a disruptive element to uh, our solution as you know, this is an SDN based platform purposely built for enterprise. And um, you know, we're leveraging that to be able to kind of provide the foundation for our service. So really an interesting growth story, Derek, and I wanted to focus in on this this newest vector of growth, uh, the private 5G managed service business. Before we talk about the the how of that, you touched a little bit on the why, but I wanted to really get an understanding of the kind of market trends that you were looking at as you considered the opportunity to go in this direction and, and how that kind of aligns with your existing focuses and competencies. So, you know, really what made you want to pursue this opportunity? Well, really it, it was, you know, our customer demand. We saw our customers, you know, the people that we were providing public wireless services to, you know, large number of the school districts uh, and universities across the country, you know, that we were supporting uh, that really had a desire and a need to want to be able to build their own networks. You know, with the availability of CVRS and uh, free spectrum through, you know, GAA uh, spectrum from C CVRS, uh, and then the availability of, you know, equipment both on the RAN and the core side to be able to allow, you know, enterprises and education institutions to be able to uh, deliver these type of services. You know, our customers really needed someone that could pull it all together. Uh, and given our role as a wireless managed service provider to them for many years, it really served as a good foundation for us to be able to build our business. You know, we've got a lot of experience and resources that manage wireless. Our customers are looking for advanced new private wireless solutions, and we were able to adopt those new technologies, integrate them into our existing platforms, layer on top of those our service capabilities from our NOC as well as our tier two customer care and support, uh, and be able to provide our customers a turnkey managed service solution uh, for private wireless. Okay, so back to the how of all this, Derek. You're using CBRS Spectrum, providing the cloud management platform, on-prem core, the RAN, SIMS, and managing the whole thing. So maybe focus in on the Spectrum piece. What do your potential customers need to have to get started? How does that part work? Yeah, so with the CBRS Spectrum, uh, the, the, G, the GAA licenses are freely available. So in each market, there's already an allotment you know, from the FCC of spectrum that is allocated to CBRS. And so in most cases, you know, our customers can leverage and use that freely available spectrum that's that's allocated in the marketplace. Uh, when you look at our customer base, they tend to be in more rural areas and areas that don't have a lot of contention for use of that spectrum. They're, you know, somewhat remote and isolated. Um, and that's part of the reasons why they want to build their own private network. So, you know, they really uh, are able to leverage and utilize that versus some of the more densely populated areas where, you know, a lot of that spectrum is already heavily utilized and would require them to be able to bring, say, PAL licenses to the table. So, you know, we, we provide and support both. So we can support customers with GAA, uh, kind of open free spectrum, and also in the in the case that they don't necessarily have a GAA spectrum available in their marketplace, uh, we work with various different partners that have purchased PAL licenses and can resell those licenses to those customers. 
Okay, so the customer has the spectrum. Now, maybe take me through this network piece. I think you'll work with your clients on a needs assessment, design the network, install it, bring it live, and then obviously there's that ongoing management. But maybe you could walk us through an example. I was reading recently about a project you did with California State Polytechnic. Maybe you can give us some insight into the problem they were trying to solve, how you solved it, and what the outcome's been. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great example. I mean, we work with a lot of universities across the country uh, that want to be able to implement solutions to improve the overall you know, connectivity that they have on their campuses. And so Cal State Polytechnic, uh, Humboldt is a great example of that. They're in the north coast of California. It's a lightly populated area of the state. Uh, and the campus is really frequently played with the loss of public communications and, you know, caused by power losses due to, you know, various different rolling blackouts and things like that. And the carriers, you know, connectivity that they have goes down frequently. And so, you know, the university decided that they wanted to deploy their own CBRS LTE network uh, to be able to provide redundant communications and system connectivity for their local emergency services on campus. And so, you know, we built and designed a network, went in with them in terms of identifying the site locations, did the, you know, RF planning and design in terms of uh, how we would provide that coverage and that connectivity, uh, installed that equipment locally there on site with them, provided uh, battery backup, you know, re related to that. Uh, and was able to integrate and test a solution that at the end of the day allowed them to be able to have a redundant service and a redundant platform that uh, when they experience issues, they know that they still have a backup platform and solution that will support and meet their needs. Uh, and then they've also been leveraging and extending that service into the community. So not only providing coverage and capacity on campus, but also supporting the immediate surrounding community to be able to meet their needs and those issues and when they have those problems. We're seeing lots of market traction around turnkey delivery of private cellular networks and a number of different types of business models, including CapEx intensive, OpEx intensive, and straight consumption based. Tell me a little bit about how Kajit is packaging and selling this. Yeah, the thing with our approach is really built on flexibility. You know, we realize that, you know, each customer has different needs and a one size fits all model just usually doesn't apply. So, you know, we take a very system integrator approach in terms of understanding our customers' needs and requirements and figuring out what's the best solution for them. So our platform has the flexibility to be able to support various different models. Uh, and our business model has the flexibility to be able to support various different models. So in the case of our uh, enterprise customers that are school districts, you know, they're getting a lot of funding from the federal government right now to support the build out of their networks. And so they want to own that infrastructure. They want to be able to make the capital investment, leverage that funding to be able to support them buying a network that's going to last them from years to come. And you know they purchase that network through us, we provide the installation services, and then we can provide the management services if they don't have the resources to be able to support that. Uh, and then in some cases, they wanna support it themselves and then we just provide support on an as needed basis. Then you look at some of the enterprise customers and they want more of a cloud-based model. So we've been able to develop a 
uh, network as a service type of model where we will build all of the cost of all of the infrastructure from the RAN to the core to the services into you know, one monthly uh, price. Uh, and then you know, we'll own that infrastructure and we'll manage that infrastructure uh, and they'll pay for that service you know, monthly, you know, depending on the number of, you know, network nodes and the number of users and CPEs and devices that they have on that network. So, you know, we have the flexibility to be able to support more, multiple different models, depending on what the customer's needs and requirements are. So Derek, at the top of the show, you talked us through the evolution of the company from a focus on connecting students to connecting other un or underserved populations and then expanding beyond education into other key verticals. You know, big picture here and in, in keeping with the, the theme of the program, will 5G change the world? What types of, of social and economic benefits do you see associated with the digital transformation that private networks can enable? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we we get asked a lot about use cases and, you know, we're in this environment today where we just, you know, see, you know, federal government, you know, spending billions of dollars to be able to close the digital divide. A lot of that, you know, they're preferencing with fiber-based connectivity, but we're a big proponent and a big believer that hybrid networks, you know, both hybrid fiber wireless networks are the way to go. You know, we've built a lot of, you know, networks in the past and we know that, you know, building a wireless network is a lot cheaper, a lot faster to be able to, you know, get connectivity to those that don't have connectivity today. And so when we look at private 5G, you know, we have a model where we, we call private 5G for all, right? So, you know, there's a lot of focus in our industry in terms of, you know, verticals, industry 4.0, things of that sort. But you know, we think that one of the immediate use cases is really closing the digital divide and doing it with a sense of urgency and doing it now and doing it in a very economical way. And we're very excited about you know, the capabilities of private 5G to be able to support that. You know, we've seen that in terms of the work that we're doing you know, with our school district customers and with our university customers today. And so the same platform that we built that you know, support you know, our enterprise customers and all those use cases around you know, industry 4.0 stuff also supports you know, our customers that don't have connectivity at home and need connectivity today. As we've seen with COVID, uh, you know, broadband connectivity at home isn't a nice to have, it's a need to have, it's a necessity now. And so, you know, we're a big champion, we're a big proponent, you know, our company's mission was really founded on closing the digital divide and working with, you know, our customers to be able to support and do that. Uh, and that's really kind of where we see a lot of the business opportunity today. We just happen to be luckily, lucky in the sense that education is getting a lot of funding through ECF funding, now through BEADS funding and other funding sources uh, to be able to do that. And we've been able to take advantage of that in terms of working with our customers to be able to su support them in closing some big issues that they have and providing uh, coverage to their students at home. Closing the digital divide in part by leveraging private 5G for all. That's a great message. Derek, it's a pleasure having you on the show to tell us about the important work Kajit is doing and taking the time to answer the question, will 5G change the world? Thanks, Sean. Uh, it's been great talking to you. 
And we're definitely a big believer and a big proponent that 5G will change the world. And uh, more importantly, 5G can close the digital divide right now, as you indicated. Uh, and that's Kajib's mission, and that's our focus. Uh, and we look forward to you know, helping our customers uh, be able to do that. And we look forward to you know, also working with our enterprise customers to allow them to be able to support their business needs and their use cases as well. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.